another edition of Rohatbu, random selections of the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, right here on the Worst Collection feed. I am your host, Sean, one half of the uh, duo of Sean and Jen. How are you? I'm terrific. I uh, am recording this one and probably recording the next few episodes from Buffalo. Uh, I am actually out here for a series of memorials, <laughs> which uh, sucks to have to come out here for that. And uh, I'm doing this, uh, I'm doing the trip solo for right now, um, just because of the stuff that's going on at the house. So Jen couldn't make it. And uh, I'm out here in Buffalo having to take care of this stuff. So that being said, uh, I am here alone again. And uh, hopefully sooner than later, uh, me and Jen will get back together and start doing stuff, just record some episodes. So, and start talking about comics again, like comic comics. And uh, But the fun thing is here is that since I'm in Buffalo, I am going to be trying to hit up a bunch of cool new places that I haven't hit up yet as far as uh, comic book stores and just gimmick shops and different things. Uh, so far, I've only hit up, uh, there's this video game store down the street that I went to called Heart of the Game, and uh, it's more of a Magic the Gathering kind of deal, but they do sell video games, and uh, picked up a few DS games, of all things. I'm kind of, I'm kind of into my DS as of late, uh, or Jen's DS. I have a Nintendo DS, that I bought, or Jen bought for herself, like when we first got together, and... I've been playing it a lot recently just because I feel like it's something I haven't really explored. So I got my Switch and my DS with me. And uh, what, did I, what did I buy? I bought like, uh, like some uh, WWE game from the 2009 edition of uh, the SmackDown series, which I have no idea how to play. I bought a, a pool game because I'm old. And uh, I also bought some cool geometry shooter space game or whatever. So I kind of kind of dig it. Uh, and then today I went to a place called Retro World Toys and Games out in uh, West Seneca, which is pretty close to uh, Chictawaga, where, I, where I'm, I'm from. And uh, I guess it's owned by a wrestler, this fellow named Jason Phoenix, I, was, I just learned from uh, our friend Joe, who uh, I guess this guy used to wrestle in ECW. I am not familiar with him. But uh, he has a toy store, and uh, you can go to it in West Seneca called Retro World. And uh, I bought a uh, – I actually, I'm, I'm pretty proud of this. I bought a, a – I don't know why I'm digging this bag because I, you can't see what I'm doing, but I got uh, the Mo, Masters of the Universe Origins uh, Scare Glow. wanted to get that. I got that for a pretty decent price as well as a uh, Goldberg – uh, grip and flip so I can help add that to my collection as well as a uh, there's this guy the forearm you guys remember forearm from uh, the X-Men comics no you don't or X-Force probably not but uh, I got him because it's a weird forearm guy I impressed the guy at the at the counter by bringing it up because he was like oh man I never heard of this guy before so, uh, yeah, he should be listening to our shows, though. Maybe we can, he can learn more about characters, much like we're going to do right now. That's right, because here's the thing. I did not bring with me my, um, my omnibus, so I, I, wouldn't be, I won't be reading from the omnibus. However, 
I did try to sell off all the rest of my 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 uh, my handbooks. Try to sell those off, and they took most of them at Second and Charles, but they didn't take all of them, and they gave me a bunch back. And I haven't figured out what to do with them yet. Probably just end up keeping them. I don't know, but they did come in handy because now I could just bring some of these with me, and just pull from those and read from those for the next couple couple of episodes instead of having to carry that gigantic book around with me because uh, that would have been very inconvenient because uh, it's a big book. So uh, I will just go ahead and just open up a page then and uh, see what we get out of this. So this is from officially the uh, episode, or not episode, but uh, issue 16 of the official handbook of the Marvel Universe uh, deluxe edition, but this is the Book of the Dead. So it's... Uh, this is the first uh, issue in the Book of the Dead because it was like 16 through 20. And uh, I love the Book of the Dead. And I find it fascinating, as we've talked about, because you get to see how the people died. It's kind of like the... There's, there's always like a big book of death that Vertigo put out or like a Vertigo Press sort of thing. Like an associated... I think it was Paradox Press. And it had like animations about like people getting blown up. Uh, or just die, showing how they died. It was kind of it's kind of grim. But uh, Benny had it of all people, which uh, you should not be surprised. So, uh, anyways, let's go ahead and open this up and see who we get. I hope it's. Am I gonna get Darkoth? Am I gonna get Bucky? Hope I don't get Bucky. Uh... Okay, this is in the middle of an entry, so I'm not gonna read that. It's Captain Marvel, so I don't want to do Captain Marvel. <laughs> so we'll be here all. Friggin' day. And let's see. I'll probably end up picking Captain Marvel again, but for real. Here we go. One, two, three. The Big Man. Here we go. This is a Spider-Man villain. He, uh, of course, is dead. Uh, and uh, we get this drawing of him, which was uh, actually, you could tell, I could tell you who drew it. It was uh, Tom Morgan. Tom Morgan or Tim Morgan? Tom Morgan, yes. Tom Morgan drew this. Uh, big man uh, is a man, as it is explained, uh, wearing a blue, oh, sorry, green suit with what appears to be a burgundy uh, turtleneck underneath. He has a white face with white eyes, and uh, he has a hat, like a fedora hat, and he's got nice big shoes on. These big clod hoppers, these big brown clod hoppers, and he's standing there holding a gun coming out of his jacket in the right hand, and then he's got his hand in his left hand in his pocket. It's like a like a Kevin Nash kind of pose. We'll we'll talk about the pictures here as we uh come across them, but let's see here. We start off with the real name, Frederick Foswell, reporter or occupation, reporter, professional criminal, identity publicly known. Legal status, citizen of the United States with a criminal record. Other aliases, Patch. I almost read that as Peach. <laughs> For some, it just looked like it said Peach. But no, it's Patch. Birth of uh, Place of birth, Queens, New York. Place of death, Manhattan, New York. Marital status, married. Known relatives, Janice, daughter, who is also deceased. R.I.P. Group affiliation, The Daily Bugle. Base of Operations, New York City. First appearance, Spider-Man number 10. Final appearance as the big man, Spider-Man number 10. Grand opening, grand closing. Uh, and as Foswell, uh, as a shoot identity, he died in Spider-Man 52. 
Amazing Spider-Man 52, excuse me. You have to make sure you get that correct because there is uh, other magazines called or comics called Spider-Man. All right. So he's basically like a mobster. He's on the outside looking in. He's, a, he's The best way to describe it is he's a biff that wants to be a buff. And that's that's what the big man is. So uh, let's see. Start off history. Numerous criminal organizations exist in New York City, but for years, no single one of them was able to challenge the Magia. Is it Magia or Magia? I think it's Magia. Uh, domination of East Coast organized crime. Frederick Foswell, a reporter of the New York Daily Bugle, New York Daily Bugle, secretly led a criminal career and was determined to organize his leadership. The New York, under his leadership, the New York area crime criminal gangs that were not a part of the Magia. So you know he's looking to grab all the other uh, all the other dudes. You know he's trying to grab he's going to grab whatever uh, Irish group there is and whatever he's, he's going to join up the triads. I don't know what other groups there are, <laughs> like uh, the the Hispanic groups. He is he is diversifying his uh, his reach to pick up everybody else and uh, swarm up and take over the Magia. So, in order to do this, Foswell created for himself the secret mass identity of the Big Man, using a padded costume and other means to make himself look bigger and otherwise disguise his true identity, employing the three original enforcers, Aaron Anderson. Uh, as his principal henchman, the big man quickly seized control of some of New York's non-Magia criminal gangs. Uh, the big man upon thereupon directed a massive crime wave in the city, the phenomenal success of which led many more New York gangs into joining his new crime syndicate. So he was proving himself. He's like the he was like the AEW of crime games, the all elite wrestling of crime gangs in uh, in, in the early 60s in Spider-Man. He was he was making his mark, trying to get everybody to to join join up with them and follow them, uh, but without the hipster pretension. Uh, the costumed crime fighter Spider Man clashed with both the Big Man and the Enforcers, all of whom got away. Subsequently, Spider Man fought and defeated the Big Man, the Enforcers, and many of the criminal associates at the Big Man's headquarters. The Big Man escaped, but the police, alerted by Spider Man, took other criminals into took the other criminals into custody. Foswell himself was arrested a short time later by the police who knew he was the big man. So he's not a big man per se, but he made himself look bigger. And I'm just looking ahead here. His original height is like 5'10". But in order to be so, to show off as the big man, he became 6'1". That's really not that much taller. I mean, it is taller. I mean, it does. it is somewhat of a marked difference. But if you want to be big man, I mean, I you got to be talking like 6'8", dude. This guy doesn't know what he... Guy, no wonder this guy died. Uh, Foswell went to prison, but was released in a, a short time... Surprisingly short time afterwards. It was speculated that the conviction was overturned on a technicality. Of course it was. There's no justice. No justice in New York City. God damn it. Foswell did not intend to resume the criminal career... His criminal career, uh, the and Bugle publisher, J. Jonah Jameson, decided to rehire him as a reporter. Foswell remained deeply grateful to Jameson for the second chance. See, I guess that shows that J. Jonah Jameson is not completely a, like a like a dipshit as he's uh, portrayed as in a lot of media. He seems like a kind of cool guy. He's given, you know, I mean, I guess a well-meaning man a second chance. 
whether or not he uh, sticks to the second chance and doesn't screw it up is, uh, is remains to be seen. Uh, Jameson assigned Foswell to report on New York area crime. See, right away, you're already putting this dude in, in, in the crosshairs of a bad life again. You know, why don't you just set him up with, like, the Sunday paper, you know, like, uh, like whatever uh, features, talking about, you know, life in the park. Hey, what are some good hot dogs out there? I know I'm a criminal. I know that I could be turned back to crime at any second because I'm, I was the big man. And I can't be tempted. So tell me what these hot dogs and tell me what's in them. To observe criminal activities unsuspected, Foswell designed himself the secret identity of the underworld figure Patch. Okay, so he's this is where he uh, decided to uh, become like a denizen, but uh, but for the for, for the force of good, I guess you would say. For the Bugle, Foswell investigated the Crime Master, a criminal New York gang, a criminal mastermind attempting to gain control of the New York gangs as Foswell himself had done. And Foswell aided the police in capturing him. Foswell remained honest for quite some time, but then Spider-Man vanished, vanquished, vanished from New York City. Peter Parker, who was currently Spider-Man, decided to abandon his costume identity. With the man who had upset his criminal career seemingly gone, Foswell decided to take control Try to take control of the rackets once more. The f- overconfident Foswell met with Wilson Fisk, the kingpin of crime. See, right now, yeah, he's in, he's in some trouble. You can't mess with the kingpin. He'll, he'll beat you to death with a car door. That, that is his MO. Uh, or he'll just bench, pre- bench press you into oblivion because the kingpin is the strongest there is. Uh, who himself was planning to take over the non-Magia criminal organizations of New York City. Foswell arrogantly told Fisk that he, he, Foswell, planned to take over the rackets and offered Fisk a position as one of his lieutenants. Infuriated, yeah, no kidding, the kingpin had Foswell taken prisoner. Soon afterwards, the New York gang leaders outside the Magia accept, agreed to accept the kingpin as their overall leader. Just before this vote was taken, however, Peter Parker resumed his career as Spider-Man. Fisk released Foswell and invited him to join his organization. Foswell accepted, but then Fisk assigned Foswell as a test of loyalty to abduct Jameson, who had been publishing editorials against the Kingpin's criminal activities. Jameson was indeed made prisoner and brought before the Kingpin, who revealed him revealed to him that Foswell had turned criminal. Thus, Fisk intended to ensure that Foswell could not turn aside from his cri- resumed criminal ways Next, the Kingpin captured Spider-Man as well, and he both had Jameson and Spider-Man placed in a death trap. Man, Spider-Man could have been done for, man, pretty early, sounds like. I wonder what this death trap entailed. Spider-Man saved both the lives of himself and Jameson, but the Kingpin, not knowing of their survival, informed Foswell that they were dead. Foswell, who still felt grateful to his benefactor, Jameson, was shocked and told Kingpin that he objected to the murder. Believing that Foswell might betray him, the Kingpin seized Foswell only to be interrupted by the arrival of Spider-Man. As the Kingpin and Spider-Man battled each other, Foswell departed, procuring a gun and found Jameson, who was being pursued by the Kingpin's gunman. Foswell tried to hold off the gunman to protect uh, Jameson and was fatally wounded himself. Spider-Man rushed to the scene and overcame the gunman, but Foswell died. Jameson, removed by uh, Foswell's self-sacrifice, memorialized him in the Bugle and the Daily Bugle as a hero. Foswell's daughter Janice blamed her father's imprisonment and the rest of the chain of the events leading to his death on Spider Man. Spider Man usually is to blame. He's kind of a jabroni, kind of messes up a lot of people's lives, even if he's not trying to. 
You know, he just he thinks he, he thinks he's all funny and carefree. Now nah, he's he's got he's 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 to blame for a lot of stuff. I think. Uh, while at a private school in Europe, she met and fell in love with a young man named Nick Lewis Jr., who was the son of the deceased crime master. How about that? Lewis became the second crime master, and Janice Foswell, using a padded costume to conceal her sex, became the second big man to take revenge on Spider-Man. Not knowing each other's true identity, the two Avengers joined forces in battling Spider-Man. Wait, who's this other Avenger? Did I miss something? I don't know who they're fighting here. I'm confused. Not knowing each other's true identities, the two Avengers for, joined forces in battling Spider-Man and various allies of his. Oh, okay. So they're fighting the, the crime master junior junior and big man junior uh, daughter uh, are the ones that are going up against Spider-Man. In the quarrel with the second in the quarrel, the second crime master shot the second big man and was horrified to discover her true identity. Janice Foswell died, and Nick Lewis Jr.'s fate is unknown. So that that is a man. You get you get you get two deaths for one, two deaths two deaths out of one entry here. Sadly, we don't get to see how she died. I'm assuming because she was shot, much like her father, who was shot. We get a video or not video, but a picture of uh, some thugs shooting uh, Foswell uh, while holding a gun, while he's holding a gun, and uh, James Jones Jameson's like. Whoa, my buddy! So he's getting uh, he's getting shot at. Um, let's just run through the rest of this here. Wait, one eighty five. Eyes blue, hair gray. Height uh, as Foswell five ten as Big Man six one. Again, not much of a difference. Uh, strength level: the Big Man possessed the normal human strength of a man his age, build, and height who engaged in no regular exercise. Oh man. Love me a no regular exercise. I think that's where I fall into. But I started going to the gym lately, and I felt better. But now, unfortunately, I'm here in Buffalo, and I don't have access to my gym. So I got to figure out something else. Uh, no superhuman powers, none. Abilities, the big man was a, was a superb criminal strategist, master of disguise, and a good marksman with a handgun. He'd be probably a great podcaster, too. I feel like he would be like, yeah, man, I committed some crimes wearing a padded costume. But... uh you know, now I'm now I'm I'm going straight, but I'm still gonna you know use this padded costume to uh, do my do my do my deal, and uh, as we'll find out, it does have some benefits. Uh, weapons: the big man carried handguns. Paraphernalia: as the big man, Frederick Foswell wore a padded costume to make himself seem heavier and more robust. Lifts in his shoes to make himself even taller, and a device that altered his voice to make it sound even deeper. So that is uh he would be he'd be a fantastic podcaster you talk about his uh, ins and out of crimes he's already disguised his voice man this guy could have went on to a to a great career of uh of a uh, true crime man this guy this guy did missed out he missed out on the wave he'd be making more making he'd be, he'd be making he, he'd be making money in podcasting not my ass but that's it for the big man let's go through the rest of these pictures here uh we got one picture of him in this uh identity this patch identity and then it shows the next picture next to that of Foswell holding up this mask. That looks like Walter Matthau wearing an eye patch. And then we see uh, Spider-Man dodging some goo being thrown by the, the by the big man. And then we see the original Enforcers about to and the big man coming up upon uh, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, we got we got uh, big man. We've got. Uh, 
uh, juggernaut wearing a uh, w- w- out of his in his civilian clothes, uh, wearing a vest. Uh, we've got uh, Hoss Bonaventure with a lasso, and then we got little guy with a cigarette. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that, those are the enforcers. Those are those are who I would believe are the that's, those are the names. Little guy with a cigarette, Hoss Bonaventure, juggernaut. Uh, casual juggernaut and big man, and then uh, and then we see big man shooting at Spider Man around the corner. So that's it for the big man. Not much else to say. I mean, he's dead. I'm assuming he's not coming back. Maybe his daughter came back. I don't know. Maybe somebody else took up. Big, maybe there's a big man three. Could be a big man three. I don't know. Possibly, but we'll see. We'll, we'll uh, maybe maybe I'll do an update. And by that I mean I won't. But maybe I will. Anyways, that's it for me this week. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Angry Hero Sean. You can follow Jen at Jen Stansfield. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get the show. You can go out on Stitcher, Spotify. We're all over at those places. Also find us on Facebook at Worst Collection Ever. Email the show at Worst Collection Ever at gmail.com. And, of course, find me on YouTube at Angry Hero 79 opening up action figures. Hopefully I'll get a chance to do more of those. I don't have my computer with me, so I won't be doing those, I guess, anytime soon. But uh, check out what's there. I would appreciate that. And uh, once again, folks, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.